Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is the Cornwall Property Podcast, and we are bringing you episode 64 Thank you for joining us. If you're first time listening, where have you been? There's 63 episodes you've missed. Um, but if you're a regular, thank you ever so much for your support and your continued, um, yeah, just Involvement. willingness to listen to us wrap it on. Um, so for those that know, this is the Ask Dan and James episode. This is where we answer your questions and, and try and try and help you guys get a foot on the ladder or just help your property issues like a dear Deirdre but with property. That's it. And just remember, you can get in contact with us by going onto our social media platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram. Alternatively, you can email us on podcast at cl-property.com and we will get back to you as quickly as we can. But thank you for all your support, as always. Damn right. Who's asking what then? Right. I think we've got our first question, which is from Tom in Bude, who asked the following. Hey, guys. So my EPC, my energy performance certificate on my HMO, House of Multiple Occupation, is a D at 68 points currently. Uh, to get it to a C, the advisory say I need to redo the flooring. I heard on your podcast that by 2025, rental properties will need an EPC of a C. The whole place needs new carpets. Would you recommend I fork out the cost now to get the EPC to a C and then carpet so I don't essentially need to do the carpets twice in the future? As a still frame building, the walls aren't well insulated and there are wooden panels in half the walls. I'm not sure how to go about that and if it is worth it, as it doesn't mention anything about the walls in the government website. Any advice you can give? Oh, Dan, this is got mm. your name written all over. Look at him. Here he goes. Out the blocks. This is it leads on quite nicely to last week's episode, really, uh, when we were talking about EPCs and how people are wanting to upgrade their properties. So, Tom, brilliant. Glad you're thinking about it. Obviously, you're trying to future proof, which again, kudos. I couldn't agree more. It's so so important. If you're not going to get these opportunities to do this type of works very often either, so when you're in the kind of depths of a refurbishment if you can the guts of a refurbishment if you can make these uh improvements at the front end now you're not going to get that same opportunity again it's gonna be a messy job Great. so you're saying that on your epc you've got yourself currently as a d at 68 points now i'm pretty confident in fact i'm certain that to get a c you only need 69 points so you're literally one point away from getting your c rating now it seems a bit extreme to have to do all of the insulation on the floors just to kind of squeeze, like to squeeze that extra point. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. Now, because you are so close, yes, you could go and spend yourself three, four grand on insulating all your floors. Obviously, you're increasing your head, your, the, the floor height as well. If you can't insulate, if you, I'm, I'm assuming you've got a solid floor. If you've got suspended timber, then obviously you can go between your, your, your floor joists. But again, you've got to rip all the floorboards up. You've got to insulate between. Maybe you have to put some mesh down like some chicken wire is quite a common one like a chicken wire that goes um between the joists over and over under the joists and then you can lay the insulation between the joists put the boards back down then you've got your floor there's a lot of labor involved and it's going to cost quite a bit why are you doing that to get yourself an extra point as a minimum because ultimately it's like when people when you when you when you did your your, your exams at school it was like oh what did you get oh i, I got three point i got three marks off a of b so we got to see then didn't you <clears throat> it's like well you didn't get a B you got a C so I don't know how many points you've got what was your grade <laughs> do you know what I mean so I'm kind of being a bit strict here and well what what EPC rating are you well I'm one point off a C when I know you're a D 
well, what do you need to get a C? No one cares about how many points you've got within a C. Just get yourself to that C. Yeah. So my point here is that, excuse the pun of the points, but what I'm trying to get to here is you need one point. That seems a lot of work to get one point. So what would I do, Tom? One, first of all, I would go on the EPC register. All the EPCs for every property in the UK now, if they've got an EPC, are on a, de- uh, a government website. So literally go onto Google, whatever search engine you use, e- um, EPC register. Okay, go on there. You'll then type your, your postcode in. You'll then be able to select your address. If you've got an EPC, it will be on there. Then on your EPC, you can see exactly what your rating is. It'll tell you the points and then the letter that you're at. And then if you scroll all the way down, it'll give you your advisories. And if you keep scrolling down, it'll actually tell you at the bottom who that assessor was, who the energy assessor was that did that initial um, certificate for you, an assessment. My first bottle call would be to give that person a call. And you could say, look, back in X 2020, you did a, an EPC um, for me on this property or for this property before I bought it. You came out and did issued a X rating. D rating at 68%. Now I'm really trying to get up to a C rating. Can you give me any ideas from your data you've got on how I could do that really cost effectively? Because it might even be as simple as you've got to change a few more light bulbs into LED more energy efficient. That might be the difference of you scraping um, that C rating that you're so desperate for. Saves you thousands of pounds and having to do the floor, maybe upgrading external walls, things like that, windows. So you just got to go for the easy wins where you can. Loft insulation would be a far easier option if you've got a, a, a kind of a, a normal loft where you could store things up there. Well, if you literally just put an extra couple of hundred mil of insulation on the in the loft at ceiling level, again that will improve it, and it's going to be far more easier and more cost effective than pulling up your floorboards and doing all that. So I think it's just trying to work out the quick wins um, and the easy wins and the most sensible wins because I'd hate to see you go and spend thousands of pounds trying to get yourself a C when all you could all it might take is a couple of extra different improved light bulbs or some more insulation in the loft. Um, that would be my advice. But again, another option, which might be more cost effective, is it's as fickle as it is, I might even actually go for another energy uh, energy assessor. Um, I might go back to the uh, EPC register, look at the other properties on my street. Are there any, any other properties on this street that are higher ratings than I've got? Okay, well, look, I'll go on there. <clears throat> I'll go to the bottom of the EPC register, see who did that assessment. I'd probably give that energy assessor a call and say, look, I've got the same property on the street that you did for this one. Uh, I own 64, you did 35. Um, we're pretty similar properties, but you've given them a C. Can you just, could you come and do an energy uh, EPC certificate for mine, please? And see, they might even give you that extra point without realizing, you know? So I think it's really important to just don't go and just assume and take that EPC as biblical advice and um, actually look at the sensible ways you can increase those values. But that's a long winded answer, Tom, but hopefully there's plenty of options for you to consider. Absolutely. Uh, and now we've got another question, which is probably aimed towards me. Martin from Soltash has been in touch. And his question, yeah, you can have this one. James, I am new to the property game and about to venture into my first refurbishment. Great news. Congratulations, Martin. Great to hear. Is there a secret to finding a good set of trades as I don't really know anybody? Just a bit worried. I may get myself into hot water. So any advice here, guys? Good question, Martin, and welcome to the dark side. Uh, well done for you for getting involved uh, in Cornwall uh, for trying to help solve this housing crisis. If you're doing, um, uh, you know, a refurbishment property, um, is there a secret? Um, I wouldn't call it a secret. I would probably just say you have to be cautious uh, and you have to do your due diligence. Now. It's not uncommon for people not to know any tradesmen. Uh, that's okay. You know, some of us, we just don't. We haven't done this type of thing before. And we haven't had, we haven't been in a position to do any homework uh, on finding anybody because we haven't needed to do anything on our own homes. So 
what would I do in your situation? Well, don't get yourself burnt. And by getting yourself burnt, I mean just going online, picking anybody, getting them in, because you don't know who you're dealing with. Now, for me, I treat it a little bit like the restaurant industry. When I go to a restaurant, my partner hates me because I will normally ask the uh, the waitress or the waiter, um, you know, what would they recommend uh, on the menu? Because I want to give some accountability that if it comes out and I don't like it, then I, I can blame he or she. But a good thing to do is just, you know, ask people in the local area who you can spot having works done. Uh, long story short, I bought a property down in Porth Levin about three years ago uh, and it was an area that I'd never really bought anything a property came up it was an old fisherman's cottage and it was in a really bad condition uh, and it needed a lot of work and I didn't know anybody but when I completed on the property obviously all excited I went in there to have a look uh, to make my plan what I was going to do but because I didn't know anybody I needed to find people fairly quickly um, because I had invested in this property with investors money and uh, I literally went round Port Levin for probably about two hours and I was watching any tradesman's vans I could see out of any of the properties uh, in Port Fenman where they were working on and rest be assured it was sort of wintry time uh, and people it's, it's quite a big holiday uh, let destination and people were doing um, their renovations in the winter months so I literally just went and asked for all the contact details that I could find of all these people got those but then when those tradesmen went home I also then went knocking on the doors of the uh, the the people that own the properties that are having the works just to say what's your you know experience been with i don't know mike's electrical has it been good you know has the pricing been reasonable so utilize what you have uh, in the area that you're you know doing this refurbishment and just go and go and ask people um if you're a bit shy uh, you don't like going chatting to other people maybe have a look in your uh, address book of family members uh, if this place is where you live or near to where you live ask other family members of do you know any trades people because uh, i don't and i need to find somebody because i think you just need that accountability um failing that if you don't want to do any of that lot which i would advise i would probably go on to like checkertrade.com something like that where you can actually have a look at the review where that builder that contractor is registered uh, online you can just see that they've got a really good rapport um dan any points that you'd say to find a good contractor yeah like those i've got a couple yeah i would builders merchants builders merchants Jusun, bradford's etc yeah. they open at 7 30 in the morning i would be getting there first thing in the morning because i want the builders that are there first thing in the morning because i don't want the builders that rock up at eight o'clock really uh, i would go sit in the car park with my notebook and my phone really stalkerish but i would yeah i'd be making notes of the builders uh, the builders that rock up to the builders merchants nice and early nice and efficiently um and i'd be making a note of those then i would go away doing my research on those on social on uh, or i might even just without being too stalkerish i might follow them um they look quite they look like a decent size outfit or look like a professional outfit i might just follow them see where they're going or try and chat to a couple of them um I would also, I've actually in the past spoken to the staff in the likes of Juson, for example, um, and I've actually said, look, out of interest, I'm, we've got this property coming up, um, this project coming up. Who would you recommend I speak to that you know? Um, and if you were doing this project, who would you go to? And normally they, they've got a relationship with a few of the builders in their, their yeah. favourites, um, and I'd get some tips off them. Um, but I think the good one is also social media is, is great. And as much as I kind of hate the... The local Facebook groups and stuff. I probably would put a little post out on a, on my local marketplace or my local community group. Um, yeah. I put a, say, look, I've got the following works being done. Could anyone recommend a good builder? Because um, you've got people that are rabbit on, and they probably say they could recommend to people. But I'd also like to think that if other people have used that person, they wouldn't think twice 
to tell you how bad they were as well. So yeah, that would be the two I'd go for. Sit in a builder's merchants and not just one, go to a couple, go to sit on a couple mm-hmm. builders merchants over a space for a couple of days. I like what you did is in knocking on doors of the clients themselves. Because uh, it's all well and good seeing the front end of the builders, they'll tell you what you want to see here with a silver tongue. Two but, of those properties actually said, "If you want, to just quickly come and have a look." They fitted a new kitchen. Do you want to have a look? Oh, I mean, really? they were friendly. Paul Seven is it's quite a good community, but yeah, I could actually physically see yeah. the work. But I did also go for the ones on the external. They put in new windows or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I can see it. The, the work's good. Another is go for a walk. Go for a walk around yeah. the area. Just go for a stroll. Where you see scaffold. Where you see vans. Just just take photos. I've literally on my phone. Uh, as weird and as sad as it sounds I've actually got an album on my mobile with trades that I've seen or uh, services that I've seen I might I might be walking down the street or in our area in True for example I see a trade I'll take a photo because you never know when you might need it and I just store it in a book so as and when something came up if something happened I could just quickly go oh yeah that was it they were the ones I saw doing that job um, yeah. and just in my call but there's yeah. many many ways to skin a cat as they say Martin but I think there's some really good uh, Good answers there, hopefully, for you. Yeah, on an absolute basic line, if you haven't got time to do all of that, I know sometimes people are really, really busy, they can't find enough hours in the day, where you do get people coming in to quote, don't just get one quote, that's the biggest thing I've learned, just our golden rule is get three quotes, Um, uh, especially at least if you don't know these people at all, get three quotes, get an average, and, you know, ask those builders, can you tell me what was your last job, and where, you know, if it's local, go and knock on that door as well, um, you know, and find out what they did, and how they uh, performed uh, for the money they charged. Actually, I wouldn't always ask for, references from a builder would be good, but they're never going to tell you bad one, are they? No, it's, there's, they're never going to tell <laughs> yeah, you about. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool, cool, John up the road. Yeah, we trashed his place. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a pinch of salt there too. But no, hope that helps. Hope that helps exactly that. Well, guys, if you've got a question, do not hesitate to get in touch. But I think that is it from us on this episode. And if they want to get in touch, James, how can they do it? They can do that by going onto our social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. And if you do it that way, but if you do want to send us an email, you can do that by going to podcast at cl-property.com. Send in your question. And don't ever think it's a stupid one. Just send it in, and we'll do our very best to answer. But not all make it to the show because uh, we do have a lot of uh, questions to get answered but we will you know answer your question on email or hopefully it'll come on the show as well exactly that well, guys thank you ever so much for joining us once again and uh, I hope you got some value from that and if you're looking forward to more value come and join us next Sunday when the next podcast drops with the market update but guys that's a sort of goodbye from me bye from me take care